0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Talk radio station. It's a beautiful day. I'm calling. My name's Ian Eisenberg. I'm calling you. I'm joining you today from New York. And along with us is also Mr. Jay Logan calling out from the West Coast. Jay, where are you? Hold on. We've got some difficulties going on. But while we wait to get Jay into the queue i like share with you a little bit about the show. This is about the relationships that people have, no matter how old you are with music and the influence that you've had as a child, whether it was from your parents or from your family or from other wonderful people and where you are today. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jay Logan. Hello, Jay. How are you?
0: Hello. How are you doing, Ian? Having a great time out I... here. Yep. It's
1: hot out here. In the, it's very hot, hot out here in California. It is hot enough here in New York. It's just there's definitely sun. There's definitely a nice, it's definitely a nice day to, I don't know, relax, to watch TV, go to movies, go watch a baseball game. My Yankees are currently playing right now. Well, what a beautiful day to have a show on the radio! We have a really good show today, Jay. We've got some really good guests, and we've got lots of other fun things to share. So, so Jay, tell me about this this kid that you were telling me about. Oh well, um, as
0: I always talk to Jelena about uh, various new artists that come out, uh, today's artist is very interesting. She's a actress. Vocalist and singer, and uh, her name is uh, Ariana Grande, and Grande. she's very talented. Yeah, kind of like a, I guess a huge just a huge success, and she has a, a song out that she sings, and um, I was listening to it today. Um, she's actually she's an actress also, and um, she's been in a couple of movies. Um she played the role of Charlotte in a musical, um, 13 on Broadway, where she won a national uh, award. And so I was listening to the day, and Jelena asked me to go listen to one of her songs. And uh, so I thought, this is a song. I noticed that uh, she could sing. <laughs> so I enjoyed the song, um, very, very much so. And uh, that's that's one of the kids of the week.
1: Um,
0: she's she's just very talented, very beautiful, and I think she's going to go a long way. This grande is going to go a long way.
1: So you guys support so her? I'll, I'll make sure you do that. Um, here's my question to you, Jay. What is when she goes to Starbucks, what size cup does she usually order? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> is it tall? Uh, is it venti? Is it that brand new one Fredda? Or maybe it's another size I skipped. Grande. I, I believe it's probably Grande
0: uh Espresso. So Grande orders <laughs> Grande at Starbucks. Right. Um the other uh, the other singer that I wanted to tell you that Delina turned me on to, his name is Leon Thomas the Third. And uh yeah. The first Leon Thomas, I don't know if he's related to the Leon the famous Leon Thomas Junior, who is the avant-garde uh artist, jazz artist, singer. Uh I don't know if that's his father or not, but that's the Leon Thomas I thought she was talking about. But this is Leon Thomas the third and uh he he's actually one of the Nickelodeon stars along with uh Miss Grande and they both on uh, some of the shows that are on Nickelodeon. So his yeah. name is Leon... Thomas the Third. he's an actor, singer, songwriter, musician, but he's more of a musician He plays guitar. So these are the two kids of the week. You've got to look out for Leon Thomas the Third, and Mrs. Grande. <laughs> so I am just going to share that with our, our, our listening audience out there because my daughter's really liking these, uh, these new singers. And uh, especially this Leon, the Leon Thomas, he plays guitar and piano. So he's more of a musician, and like I said before, she's more of a singer. And they're both actors, and they're child actors. So both of them are 17 years old, I believe, 17-year-olds. Wow. Well, it's just
1: amazing just how much you can do at a young age. Just making music. Yeah. Just... yeah it It's,
0: wow. very, it's very, very amazing. I was, I was going to say also, I mean, speaking of 17-year-olds, um, I was talking to you earlier, uh, and we were talking about Josh Stone, and she was a 17-year-old. Josh Stone. Yeah, you, remember, you know yep. Josh Stone, right? Yeah, so there was a uh, plot uh, to put her in over the weekend. I guess they caught caught these culprits snooping around her neighborhood. And, uh, so, you know, and they were trying to put her in a duffel bag and take care of her and give her the business. So uh, they – Wow. Unfortunately, they caught these guys. It's great she's safe. I want to tell everybody out there that she's safe and she's fine. She's going to come out with a new album on the 26th of July. But you know, child stars. You know, sometimes when you're a child star, you have to deal with these villains. You know, so sometimes the cost of being famous maybe isn't that cool. Sometimes when you have people trying to do bad things to you, so I want to share that with with you too. and uh it's terrible. But um, he's safe now. Thank God, and they caught the guy. Good,
1: very good. Like, really, seriously, these murder plots, these just these acts of violence. I just don't get it. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Like.
0: What could, what could she have done? Someone
1: with a bad song?
0: Uh I mean what possibly could she have done for somebody wanna do
1: this? I don't know. <laughs> it's just a matter of people that are jealous that somebody is famous and they're not and like it's really ridiculous how some of like some of the greatest singers have I and mean, greatest like people sometimes are just taken with like for no reason. Like like John Lennon or even like this, or something that goes really even the opposite of what we stand for, like Marvin Gaye, who lost his life, like, like after a fight with his father.
0: It's incredible. It's incredible what can happen to you. People do get jealous, and uh, shoot, you know, I mean, people should of people with talent. You know, when you see somebody so talented, the last thing you should want to do is pick their life. You know, it's,
1: it's terrible. I mean, you know, terrible. Um, and what what's the answer to it, Jay? Is it not performing at all? I know, like for example, like Billy Joel has not put up put out an album in over in almost twenty years because of piracy and ticket scalping. <laughs> is 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 hiding away from your talents to answer? Uh,
0: I, no. I think it starts when they're kids. And that's why we have this beautiful show. I think it starts with telling the kids and the parents to, you know, raise their kids uh, better, you know, not, to not be jealous, to not have, be envious, you know, of, of people that have things, uh, you know. And that's where you got to start young with the two-year-old while they're seeds. And, you know, that's where it starts with the village. The village has to raise their children to not do these things. We can nip it at the bud, you know. I think you can't go and hide. You can't hide. You can't run. Because then look like you said, Dave Joe hasn't had an album for twenty years. Boy, that's terrible. You know, I love Dave Joe, you know. I would love to see some more music out of him, you know. So you can't really you can't really hide. People are gonna always try to get over and steal your music, no matter what. I mean, I remember mean, we had the cassette tapes, you know, people would go to the friends and go, Hey man, let me make a cassette of your album. Let me make a cassette of your record, let me make a copy you know, so that's not gonna work. So that piracy piracy has always been here, you know. Let me make a videotape of your movie. Let me videotape you, you know, so that's not going to work. I think honest people who really enjoy your work will go out and actually buy a legitimate copy of your work, you know, people who really enjoy your work, you know, and uh, everybody else who, you know, will make copies. Those, that's going to be around for years. There's nothing we can do about piracy, really, it's, you know. Bad people out there, you know. Um, but the, like I said, the key to... Solving this, nip it in the bud while they're toddlers. You know, education. You know, and the village. You know, if, if, if everybody says, "Wow, it's embarrassing when somebody gets caught stealing," or if, if the whole village or the whole neighborhood gets together and, and come together, you can you can foil some of these bad uh, attitudes out there. You can get some of the young people to change their ways. Some of the older people changed ways because now it's not a cool thing to do. It's not a cool thing to uh, steal people's music. So if you can just teach that to the children, we'll have a better world. Not just music, but anything. Anything. It's not
1: cool to steal anything. You know? Absolutely. We're still waiting for our first guest to come on. Let's see, what other questions do we have here today on this wonderful Thursday afternoon here in New York City. It's, then we've got some difficulties going on. Like like what other like what are the other like big things happening in music as we're just waiting for all this good stuff to happen? I know last week we spoke a lot about the awesomeness of the really the interesting things about just the access to music just digitally and online and offline, like...
0: Well, one, like, one, thing, one thing I'd like to add before you go in is I found out that now a lot of the downloads are down to 59 and 69 cents. Have you noticed that? 59
1: and 69? Yes. And yeah, oh, get but... yeah, it's like I know on Amazon, like I've been buying new albums, and when I mean brand new albums ones that have just come out in the last month, the ones where the bands are doing like the whole late night talk show circuits promoting where Amazon's selling them for five dollars, the the whole brand new album. I mean like the whole wow. Lady Gaga thing a few weeks ago for a dollar was wild and it was just very much a marketing gimmick since it's one album for a dollar. But the fact is, you're seeing like new things. Like I just bought the new Death Cab for Cutie album for five dollars. I remember like back like back when I was a teenager, and, had like I'm like 17, 18 years old. I used to, I had my whole plan set of how I was buying music. Like like Jane, were you ever like in any of those like mail order like clubs to get tapes or CDs or anything when you were younger? Like Columbia House or BFG. Like, Yes, I, I used to. It. I loved it too. I used to be a member of them. I'd get all these CDs. It's like they'd always, obviously, the advertising gimmick is the real price. It's like they said, "Oh, you get ten CDs for one dollar, or you just pay shipping." Of course, by the time you end up paying for shipping and paying for everything, it ends up being like forty dollars for ten albums, <laughs> which is still a pretty good deal. But. That's not yes. what it was, and but the thing is, like since these special deals there was it meant that you couldn't get every album like not every every artist would agree to sell their albums at such a low price, so I ended up going to the flea market and here in Porchester and just Buying them, I remember the Pink Floyd albums. They were not available for sale at all at the um, at those low prices. I mean, all from the record club. So I would buy them. Same thing with the Beatles albums. But Jay, let me hold myself for a second. We have our first guest ready to join us. So ladies and gentlemen, hello Andrew. You're on. Yes,
2: hi. How are you doing today?
1: Excellent. It's Ian here in New York. It's Jay in California. Welcome.
2: Great, thank you very much. I'm down here in uh, beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina. Excellent. Um, wow. um And
1: how's your weather today down there?
2: We're uh, gorgeous as ever. The, uh, that is
1: that is beautiful. and
2: sunny. Wow.
1: I'll say it again. Wow. wow.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. But we're like one, just five out of the year, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll add another wow. I didn't. That wasn't planned, I wasn't planning on saying. Wow. Yeah, so so tell us about your music interests. And really, like what do you like listening to now? And um, and really, like your whole life of just and how music has had this effect
2: on your life. Okay, I think my interests uh, really vary from uh, you know the traditional music that I grew up with to uh, you know to any of the modern the modern music that's coming out right now that you hear on on the radio. I'd say my my early influences were. We're basically um, I'm older, so it's probably the people that came through like the '60s, you know, the Bob Dylans, and then you get to the Eric Claptons, you get to the Joni Mitchells, and then that builds up to like where Springsteens came in, and then um, I'm from Jersey, so you gotta have a little Bon Jovi in there and that kind of stuff. So those are those are some of my influences, uh, you know, growing up, and then you get to like the yeah you know, like groups like the Black Eyed Peas right now.
1: So I mean, what is it uh, what was it like who influenced your musical tastes as a child to lead to being open so much right now like what did your parents play what did like where did you like learn about most of your music like in those pre internet days
2: um I think you know back then it was uh your parents brought home back then a lot of folk music, a lot of folk music the weavers were early folk music which again was blending in at the early days of uh you know the Harley Guthrie's and 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 that kind of sound which was the early early 60s influence and then um they also played um I mean back then we were out, we lived outside New York City so Broadway is a, a huge influence so you'd go to a Broadway show and then there would be the album sitting in our house let's say from um anything from West Side Story to eventually you know, Fiddler on the Roof, or even Hair back in those early days. So you had a lot of the influence of Broadway music and that creativity also.
1: I'm sure a lot of that also has to do with being in Jersey, that you're just close to New York, the center of the Broadway world.
2: Exactly. And just, and, uh, and just like yep. being, yeah. And you also had, you know, some people there like Frank Sinatra, Barbara Streisand. They were from, you know, New York and from New Jersey, and, um, you know, they kind of grew up in the same era as as my parents, so, you know, they were, you know, they were a huge influence as well.
1: Absolutely, and and now today, really, like, what has replaced just, like, the parents and just in terms of how you find out about music, who really introduces you to what you're listening to now?
2: Um, let's say essentially the, the kind of music I listen to, it's interesting. I don't; um, It's not necessarily off the radio. I think for me and where I am, um, I seek out places where there's live music from people that you don't necessarily hear on the radio itself but who are great musicians. And then typically when you surround yourself with people that um, go to the small clubs, go to small wine bars, go to places where they find those musicians, then they'll tell you another place where you can go and where you can go sit down and listen to great music for two or three hours. Um, And some of the songs are covered songs that you might hear. Um, Some of them are original music. And that's the music that doesn't, in a lot of this day and age, when radio is, You know, sanitized um, in the same um, where you hear really the kind of music again where um, in the old days of radio, you know, musicians could walk into a radio station and talk to the disc jockey, you know, who was a a host and people in town he was a celebrity, and then when said listen to this group, the group made it on the radio, and that's kind of the same, I guess, the same thought process I follow today. Um, I'm not really necessarily. I listen to the radio, but I'm not a big mass market radio lover. I'm more of a music, a music lover, that makes sense.
1: It makes a lot of sense, since I know that we're really in a world right now where there is abundance of of music, and certainly the Internet and just all the different channels, whether it's YouTube or just ways to just sell music, and I'm, I'm forgetting even on the business stand, there's just a lot out there. It's just a matter of finding it and i i think that's certainly amazing that there are that there still are these i wouldn't say underground but definitely not these markets or these just communities around where people are just sharing what music they're interested in even though it's not in the interest of the radio stations making money
2: right exactly and the other places where i'm a i'm a part of my background is um I do marketing and uh, networking and out-of-the-box thinking, and I do work for clients that are authors and musicians and filmmakers, and people find me from different parts of the world, but I also find them because of, um, you know, a small little community called Facebook, and somebody might have a friend or a group they like in a certain part of the world, and they post their music on Facebook, and I'll listen to it, or it might lead me to YouTube to watch their video. Um, And in that respect, I know on YouTube, I was I was at one point looking to produce a, a music award show around social media, and went to YouTube and did a lot of research and found amazing musicians on YouTube. With nobody, I don't think people really. I don't know how many people do that, but it's a great resource if you go up there, and if you can even search your favorite musician, you might find some some person on a link to the right. That covers their song. You click on them, you find out they've done all this other music, including maybe some of their own originals. And that's a really good way to to find that. I found uh, one of the one of the a cool little story. There's a kid. I think he's. I don't know how old he'd be now, but it's like three years ago. He looked like about ten or twelve years old in South Korea, and he played played 2 music perfectly. And you could see, like, man, if this kid could ever meet Bono, he was in the background of his YouTube video, was just like the white walls of a hallway. You wondered where he learned how to play like that. Um, you know, it wasn't a fancy room or anywhere, anything, he was just sitting in the hallway of his house, probably with a camera on him. And that's, to me, like amazing music to watch a 10 year old kid play, you know, U2. <laughs> Perfectly. Yes,
1: a kid, a kid covering U2 on YouTube.
2: On YouTube, right? You say that ten times. <laughs> yeah.
1: like like I like you know what I think I I pers- I personally like I love going on YouTube and finding like like those rare earlier performances and things. I always see all the covers, but I've never even thought about clicking on the cover, even clicking on there, because I know like there are a lot of bands that start out as cover bands, like covering like a specific job or, or even like just a specific band before breaking out and. Making their own stuff. So, yes, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so thank you for that suggestion. That that sounds that that's really huge.
2: Yeah, especially that, if they're young, it. right? They don't know yeah. how to write the music yet. They just know how to cover.
1: Right. Or so. it's just even, or it's even like you can go even on a top forty level, like the like the overnight success of Justin Bieber, where you just had this kid who just put videos on YouTube, not necessarily to be discovered and become famous, but that's what happened.
2: Right, and there's a lot of musicians, like, um, that are out there, if you think about the real world, people have work, they have day jobs, um, they never want to be famous, they don't want to go on tours, they don't want to sing at bars, and so they'll record in their home and they'll put it on YouTube for their friends and family or whomever wants to listen, and that's good enough for them to deliver their music to the world. So they're out there. Oh. Um
1: Absolutely. Like, we actually had a guest a few months ago who, he does a weekly um, live show online every week. And mm-hmm. and it's like, he's just gained this audience just because it's like, he, it's like, tune in this time, I'm going to do two sets, I'm going to cover these bands, and yep. amazing.
2: Yeah, I'll give you an example, like, um, <clears throat> the networking on Facebook, right, you're there's, um, it went from basically becoming somebody where it was, oh, this is some friend of mine. You got to listen to their music because they know I love music. Um, to where you, because you're on Facebook with musicians, you become friends with them. There's, I'll give you two stories. Um, and one story I'll give you is a person who, I think would would really be a breakout artist if you put her on the stage and you got the TV viewership, could be broke. You know, her name is Nicola N I C O L A. And she's on YouTube, yeah. and uh, yeah, we met. She's an underground musician, meaning she sings in the subways of New York. Um, but she grew up in you know the projects of New York, went to the, the High School Performing Arts, the one that the TV show Fame is about. She's been on Broadway yeah. and Cats, and we're friends, and she has amazing music, and she's got an amazing voice, and she knows everything about music, how to write it, produce it, and market it. <clears throat> and She's one example. Um, another would be in Europe. Um, there's a, another musician. Her name is Indiana, like the state. And Greg, G R E G G, and we became friends. And again, um, was helping her with some projects and talking to her about some things around social media. And and she has she she writes her own music, and you wouldn't know about her in the United States because she tours, you know, the coffee houses and clubs in, in Ireland or in Scotland. So that's another example of a of a musician that doesn't get on the, on air, you know, in the U.S. But in her country or in her neck of the woods, let's say, um, you know, she may be fairly well known music because, people in the country, well known. Well,
1: well, and what Nicola does she have a last name?
2: Um. Yeah, I think if you, I can, I don't have it off. Um, let me think of the, um, I'll have to go back and, and look it up in email. You can probably, uh, um, Nicole and you, the you,
1: you know what, let's, let's email after the
2: show. I will post it on yeah. our parents, kids, music. Yeah, her, one of her songs is lighthouse, light, like the lighthouse cool. at the beach. So that's one of her songs, but. Um, but to go back to her she has a she you know she's one of the people that's approved by the New York Parks and Rec department. She has a banner she sings in union Station in New York and in penn station and she has the official banner um for her she was on a television show that um was part of a new york local new york station was like an American idol type contest for top underground artists and so you know I would help her with social media on that but that's just she's just one one example um so that that helps. That, but I think I yeah, think social media and um, the world network on there can really change who, you, what, what movies you look at, what music you listen to, and even what books you're going to read. Wow. So Andrew, this well, is this,
0: this, Andrew. This is Jay. How are you doing there?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
0: So I I, I had a couple of questions for you also. I, I'm trying to figure out the last concert you attended with your parents or your brothers or sisters, the last can you remember the last family outing or concert as a kid or as adult that you attended with your parents?
2: Um yeah, let me think. Um it was <laughs> I've drawn a blank on his name, a very famous musician, <laughs> but I went to um I'll give you um well one of the one of my one of the favorite ones that I, that I went to was uh i went with my cousins to see Bob Dylan in the band in Madison square garden so that was uh his first that was that was one of his uh first concerts after coming out of the sixties we played in the mid seventies and uh that was a big influential concert but um yes yeah, so I've seen concerts live like jefferson starship um mm-hmm. gray slick um that were great concerts there were the best concert ever I think I ever saw, I had the opportunity when I worked in New York and like, I worked for NBC in New York in my college days and got to attend Bruce Springsteen's first concert at Madison Square Garden and got to go back okay. after the concert and meet him. Um, that was like 1978.
0: and That's interesting. And the other thing I want to ask you, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, before uh, before we go to our next guest?
2: Yeah, I think if I'm going to give a off, I think that the, the thing that I like to teach people is there, just that there are so many amazing musicians out there in the world. There's only a very, very small percentage that are able to get deals with record labels and market themselves in such a way that you learn their names. So mm-hmm. if you go out and you really keep your ear to the ground and you listen and you ask, People that you know. Who do you like to listen to? If you find bands that are in your local neighborhood, sometimes, again, you'll find as good a music or better music than you may find on the large rock concert stages.
0: I love so, that. Song. That's I would say question.
2: use your social media to find the great music. Okay, that's
1: wow. excellent. Use your social media to find the, find the great music. That's certainly something we're going to. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us, and it's definitely been a pleasure.
2: Great. Thank you very
0: much. And we'll check out Indiana and Nicola. We'll check them out. Thank you for sharing them with us.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you once again, Andrew, for joining us. And now let's bring on our next guest, Mr. Mike Trainer. Hello, Mike. How are you?
3: Hey, Ian. How are you doing, man?
1: Excellent. And such can you hear me? Ian, jump- yes, I can I can hear you perfectly, Mike. Also along with cool. me is Jay Logan out in California. Jay, meet hey, Mike. Mike, meet Jay. Hey, Great. Mike. I, I uh,
3: just came out of a, s- a script meeting for this show I work on, so I had a bunch of people tell me I'm not funny for two hours, so I need you guys to laugh even if I'm completely unfunny. <laughs> Do me a favor.
2: <laughs> well, all right. Uh, all right. <laughs>
3: Oh jeez! Now I'm on the spot. I'm having <laughs> flashbacks to being unfunny in this meeting. So what's up? What, what are we What are we talking about today? I I only caught a few minutes of the uh, of the last guy, but uh, we're talking about music today, right?
1: We're talking about music and your influences and where you find music, like how you were introduced to music as a kid, like what stuff your parents played in the in, in the um in the car, and, oh. and start where you want it. And also, we well, give you a like, um, to be funny.
3: Okay, well, there's this, uh, there's an assortment of places that you get music all like I remember I had the same bus driver from like fourth to eighth grade and she always listened to wow. CBS FM which was like the classic gold oldies station so I hear those mu- those songs and I just flash back to being on the school bus uh, <laughs> you know my mom had a huge record collection uh, she used to work in a record store and so she had all these like original Pink Floyd records and stuff I'd always go through and. That was a big influence. I heard some comic. I can't remember who it is, but I'm gonna do his joke anyway. Just know that it's not mine. He talks about how, like, uh, when he when he was younger, like, if he heard uh, if he saw a commercial and there was a band on it, he'd be he'd like be like, oh, they sold out. That sucks. Now, like commercials, are how he finds out about new bands. Like, oh, that's who are those guys? Black Keys, huh? Oh, check them out. So it has. I mean, I think that's that's just like getting older and like not having the time to be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna like bands no one else likes. Like, yeah, that's, yeah I, don't, I don't have time for that. Um, that sounds fun, but I don't know. Um, but but I. Um, you know, I guess you have musical tastes all over the place and and I, you know you ask people what they like now and no one even no one even says they like anything in particular now. They're all like, you know, I like everything. Um and I guess that's you know, we've all just been we've had iPods for a decade, so everyone's just used to, you know, cramming a giant thing full of every song and shuffling you know, it mostly to a little bit of everything. I'm not even trying to be funny, but cool. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's tr- that's funny. and It is true, though. You know, that's pretty much. The iPod is the new eight-track record player, thingamajig of the future. And so Apple jumps on it and said, "Hey, this a uh, new record player, and then we'll sell our own record MP3s on it, and everybody will have one, and we'll take over the whole world." And that's pretty much the yeah. Everybody buys everything. Everybody just buys everything now, and it's just funny. Everything you just said is hilarious. <laughs> so hmm.
1: You know what? It's just all about abundance. I mean, it's like I always say: like everything I wanted when I was in seventh grade, I can get now for free on the internet. Mm-hmm. Whether it's music yeah. or video games.
3: Everything. Yeah, I mean, you, you just if you feel like uh, being nice, you, you you pay for it. But I don't know. It's <laughs> the, the music. You, you you can still download some stuff online. I don't really do that as much anymore. Uh, I do I don't. I'm not really taking in a lot of new stuff. I guess, um, and that. But you want. You want to always kind of be aware of what's out there, um, but and you don't want to turn into you know the guy that thinks everything sucks. Like that South Park episode last week. Did you guys see that? Whatever. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be the, mm-hmm. the the old man. But I think it, it's it's inevitable. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, it's just I definitely don't I don't agree with people who get like too mad at pop music too, like people like hear Justin Bieber and are like, oh God, it's, uh, like people get people get way too angry about that, you know, like it, it, it's 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 just there's no point in getting that mad because anything that young girls are into, you got to know it'll be gone in like two years. They they get older, they grow out of it. The girls behind them have something new, so they don't like that. And like the Jonas Brothers, ask them about that. I think. That happened pretty quick. Those and, guys and then you were, wait like, 20 enormous. years for
1: the reunion tour.
3: Yeah. Jones Brothers, it's like all at once. Their fans were like, oh, this, this, these songs are not very good. There's not one that is memorable at all. Uh, and they're kind of growing out of their cuteness. So I saw one of them on some PSA. He is not looking the same. Uh, he's kind of growing a big, thick unibrow. I don't think the chicks are into him anymore.
1: Unibrow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> All right, so so Mike, since you're not really into new music, what are you listening to now? <laughs> um,
3: like, what's on, well, what's now what's now on I'm your giant iPod of everything? I'll, I'll um... <laughs> I don't know. I I like, I like everything. Even though I just said that sucks. Um, <laughs> but like I know, I'll walk into like I remember I, I'm a comic. Uh, in case your listeners don't know, uh, I, I walked into a gig one time and they were playing uh, Whalen Jennings, and I was like this, and I I had heard of him, and I was like I actually kind of really dig this, and I end up like getting a bunch of stuff like that, and it's like you just you find music, and then I, I you know you associate it with like you know that week of your life when you are listening to it constantly. So I'm still finding new stuff new to me, but it's old um and uh you know i th- we're we're both big fish fans right Ian? yep yep and yep. uh I, I yep. went but to a
1: mention f- al- which ones did you go to this year
3: i um i went to a show in uh at the p n c um in New jersey a couple weeks ago, and you know live fish lets you go and download the uh the yep. show right after you go, so that's fun too.
1: Yes, did you go the
3: um, first first night, second night or both? First
1: night. Me too.
3: Yeah, I don't have the uh oh, yeah, you. All right. we, yeah, there's a lot of people there. But um it's uh yeah, fish fish never disappoints. Like it's always the same the same crowd uh of, of you know you're you're gonna see some bizarre human behavior and listen to some really cool music and uh yeah, it's always a good time. But uh Absolutely. I don't know man, I I, I the last like, uh, see, I, I like I download a lot of comedy stuff on iTunes. That's kind of what I have loaded up on my iPod now. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I I, I guess I, I do. I do think I'm pretty open to most things. Some I find that you grow out of some stuff like. Uh, in college, I I started listening to a lot of rap, and now you know I'm like 30. I don't really listen to that anymore. But like, like uh, Dr. Dre put out a, He has put out a few singles from this new album he's doing, and it's and it just like. It bums me out when you hear him like he's still doing songs about weed, and you're like, really? Is that like still cool to you? You're like 50. You wait, you wait 12 years to put out another album, and the first thing is about like I'm rolling up that Kush. It's like weed is still that amazing to you. Like you're just, it just feels like you're pandering to your audience. Like you know, I know you're a bunch of dummies that like to smoke pot. Like I don't know. Uh, I I think I'm pu- I'm thinking I'm putting well, too much well, thought into it. I I guess
1: the I guess all that money he's made <laughs> from those headphones has allowed him to just. Have some creative license
3: on music. Absolutely, I have a pair. Every, you go on the subway; they're everywhere. Everyone has those. Um, but I mean, like you know, Fish <laughs> manages to have a, a fan base that's pretty big into drugs, and they don't need to do songs that are like "We're smoking weed." Like we, the fans figure it out. If <laughs> if it fits the music, the fans figure it out. You don't you don't need to like, like yell to at of, them about the drugs.
0: You're talking about Chronic right. Uh, right. Part Nine. Chronic Part Nine. I mean, we, enough is enough. Here. How many different
3: ways yeah and I noticed That's on so his good. new track he's right. he he he's still on his new track screaming about how no one gives him credit and he's out to get huh? everyone who doesn't believe like who's left that doesn't think Dr dre is cool and like it's like dude there's what was there one article in Spin magazine like six years ago like who who there there everyone agrees you're great dr dre you gotta you gotta move beyond that uh you've been right. you had been around for a while. Uh,
1: I I mean, seriously, I mean, we would never have heard of Snoop Dogg or Eminem if it wasn't for you, Dre. Thank you.
3: Yes, or (laughs) Right?
0: All the nemesis are gone, Tupac, uh, uh, Big E, all of them. Who's left? That's what I'm laughing at that (laughs) one. There's somebody left to get mad at. You're the the last of McDonald's, you know. You're the last Mac.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Exactly. (laughs) So, and it is up, strange up, yeah. to see a hip-hop guy be that old You know, like, I don't think we're used to that Everyone kind of tends to You know, it's not that old of a type of music So, you know, we're just starting to see Like, how old is Dr. Dre? He's in his 50s? I don't know Yep, um, yep, yep, Yeah, and he's like, still I, talking think about lot, I think it so. was
1: like those commercials for I think like HP where they have Beats technology and they show They have a shot of him and it was like, wow, he looks old hmm yeah, he he has to keep
3: doing songs about the same two things. The way Metallica is still like, I'm mad at everything. Like, what are you mad at? You guys have been millionaires for 20 years. You're still hasn't taken the edge off anything. You're still upset. In darkness.
1: I mean, I mean, you you know what? As long as they play at Mariano Rivera's retirement, it's all worth it.
3: That's true. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of going to that show.
1: So, so would you say, I, would you say, Mike,
0: that that artists should mature? With their
3: music Like in other words You know You should grow up You
0: know You shouldn't uh, you I don't know to, You can move on <laughs> Like There if, are I guys think That
3: do that And no one likes it You know Like uh, Neil Young Is constantly trying To reinvent himself And the fans Are like Play the hits You know So I don't know There's, there's of probably uh, stuff. Yeah
1: You could or, or the fact You're probably Damed like you, have you do like and, those dead, Or it's like You have the dead Hair bands From the 80s Where they haven't Had a hit record In decades Yet they play the small clubs and they get a decent crowd of people because they expect okay they're playing what they what they know and that's all they need to play. So in other
0: words, Alvin and the Chipmunks should continue playing uh, "Merry Christmas." So Alvin, they should continue their same uh, <laughs> songs and never grow. I'm making a joke there, but what i I think no, artists yeah, should I evolve. <laughs> I think artists should evolve. I mean, as your as your audience gets older. Um, you should grow with them, opposed to, you know, keep saying the same old, same old, same old stuff, uh... Yeah, but I
3: guess hip-hop is always trying to get young people, so they're not trying to get the guys who who went out and bought his, like, whatever, what was that first album called, uh, with, uh, with Snoop Dogg, um, in, like, 1995, oh. or, like, he's, like, not trying to get those same, yeah, the chronic, he's not trying to get the same, <laughs> the chronic guys to go out and buy it again, he's trying to get, you know, the friggin' 17-year-old kids. I, I have, uh... I have uh, some teenage nephews that are into hip hop, and I was asking like, "Hey, you like Dr. Dre?" And they're like, "They didn't even really—he's not even on their radar, not in their top five (laughs) hip hop people." So, so maybe that's why he was his new track is screaming about how no one gives him credit. It's like, well, dude, make an album more than once every decade and a half.
1: Um, But uh,
3: it still isn't out yet, too. It's like uh, Chinese democracy—it just keeps getting pushed back.
1: right right i are you, are you i never listened to that album after just decades <laughs> bad. of hearing about it, it
3: it's it? like so overproduced oh. it's like it's like solo over solo over solo everything is just like you know a million tracks of different things playing at once the weird instruments coming in and out it's so overproduced
1: and, and i guess i guess there's no guitarist who's trying to sound like slash
3: no, I saw him live, and they do a pretty good job. The the crew that he's hired do a pretty good job of replicating their uh, their sound. But uh, yeah, it like it tries to sound like industrial, like Nine Inch Nails, which probably was a good idea when they started it. But it came out like well, in 2009. Like
1: when, that was, it, like when that was something. That
3: was something at that point. Yeah, I mean, you, although we did like learn it on it South Park that
1: Flash does not exist anyway.
3: No, he's a mythical creature. It's a really good season yeah. from South Park. Yeah, they're on a roll. Yeah. Um, but, hey, guys, I actually got to get going. I'm, I'm at work, uh, and I'm, I'm talking in my quiet work voice because um, I'm supposed to be working, so I got to get off the phone. But uh All right, thanks Mike. for having me I mean, on. Thank you for joining I appreciate us. appreciate it. Thanks. thanks. Uh, thank yeah, you. Have a good show. Talk to you later. Bye. All right,
1: Mike. Thanks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mike what, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, both of our guests, like, brought up really good points about music and about finding music and it's and it's not necessarily what like the radio is trying to tell us is what is music like jay like jay what are yeah. your what are your thoughts on the whole idea of like really like the nostalgia act? Where it's sometimes it's like you can't win it's those people that only play the new stuff, or there's those people that keep on coming up with new albums, like I know for example, it's like how I always one of the things I've always complained about for years is how how the who how half of the half of the band has died, first Keith Boone, then the bassist yet yet you have the other two remaining people continuing to tour as The Who. But the one thing that they basically on the most part do is they don't, like they still sell out or like sell out Madison Square Garden on music that's 30 years old.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, it's very, It's you know, like, it's, you know like, I, like I told you, I went to see Airplane and Fire. They were great. My friends played for them. It's also hard not to see the original leader, Maurice White, or the, or the full group, the Who, on stage. Because you want to see, you know, what you saw as a kid. You kind of lose a little, lose a little bit. I mean, love the Who. I love the Who. But then when you don't see all the original people on stage, it kind of hurts.
1: Because, yeah, you know, what it or... tells
0: you is, go ahead.
1: Right, or it's kind of like, I mean, one example of a band which I've seen many times in my life is Dave Matthews' band. In 2008, their, their, their saxophone player, Roy Moore, died, yet they've continued to tour and play as Dave Matthews' band. They've got new musicians, and obviously, and it's like, even though I always say, like, the least talented of the band, even though the, the only one who's irreplaceable is Dave Matthews himself.
0: Right, that's kinda like, uh, bid, you know, kind of like, I see without the Grateful Dead, you
1: know. Whatever. Right, I mean, I, you like, know, although,
3: it,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, time moves on, people change, people pass, and then you don't get to so it's good to see these bands when they're new in their infancy and they're growing, because you might not get a chance to, you know, take somebody you love, take your child, take your kid to see these bands
3: with the original
0: members and it's not always the same you know um you want to catch them in their heyday
1: you know, like we'll never or see it's like, one thing it's like or it's like when they are a big deal like for example like I'll give someone who I mean right now she's huge and chances are she'll like 30 years from now she'll still be big lady gaga where i mean it's like right now she's selling out madison square garden and, the question is, will she sell out Madison Square Garden in 30 years? Or, I mean, if you use like Madonna as a model, the answer is yes. But let's go to like group like that was huge at one point, like the Spice Girls, who had their huge tour in what was it in 19? In, like in the late 90s. And fact is that they're not going to sell out the big arenas today. But back when they were big, they were big. Not everyone right. is able to be big longer than a certain amount of time. Well, they usually say the lifespan is three years. So if you get past three years, you get heck of good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Way and to go three horror. years
1: of bands I've been around over three years. Or the fact that if I see a band, like, in multiple years or in three years, or it's like, as Mike was mentioning, as I talked about a lot of the show Fish, who I left, I first saw in 1990. Eight. and most recently saw this past Friday. That's longevity. Right. right. That's longevity.
2: Real longevity.
1: It up it absolutely is, Jay. So as we were really saying actually I have we, a core. we had yes, what what was that, Jay?
0: I, I have a topic and we talked about it earlier. And I wanted to know and what people think, you know, is is um my question yes. was to our listeners about this is pop music for adults appropriate for kids? Is pop music for adults appropriate for kids? And uh, I asked you about this earlier. And I just wanted to yeah, bring that topic up because I'm, you know, you know, you can let your kids listen to some music, but what do you think about that? Is it is it
1: appropriate? I, for... I think that I I think the thing with pop is pop has such a broad Definition of what it is I certainly think just like With any kind of art And entertainment there are things that are Appropriate kids There are things that are not I think it's the same thing when it comes to music Because it's Obviously there are certain I think also it's a level of the maturity Of the kid it's not necessarily the age Just asking people About Like if someone Like for example like I'll go into like movies. You have the Hangover movies. It's Uh I'm sure there are kids who who are just very curious because they've seen the movie, maybe not seen the movie, but they've seen the ads of the movie. They've seen their friends talk about it to the point where they ask their parents, "What is a Hangover?" And sometimes it's sometimes there's just certain themes which may be inappropriate for one let's say, 17-year-old, yet completely open to another one because they can tolerate it and understand it and not make ha, 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 ha. Like, for example, you have have that congressman from New York, Andrew Weiner, where people are making a lot of jokes about him and his name and exactly what he did, but at the same time, there's also some people who have a level of respect, like, One thing I always say is Andrew Wiener went to the same college that I did and it's something that something I had taken pride in even before his scandal. So the fact where it's like people can see a coin on two different sides and that's certainly about something about pop music. Since obviously the music is always is changing. Like right. I
0: mean
1: I mean, especially like as you're going about corporate radio where the goal of a radio station and a conglomerate that owns hundreds or thousands of radio stations is to make money and they can't make money and sell and promote new albums. If they play the same songs and don't slowly adding new songs and removing other ones. Okay. So So it's really something I, I, so it's really about parental discretion I think that there are a lot of websites out there where music's reviewed actually even particularly targeted towards parents about if their kids should listen to it or not. And I think okay. that I think there's a huge I think that certainly they, these things exist to the point where parents have a wealth of information around them to go on a Case by case basis on whether something is appropriate or not, based on what they know of their kids and really what are the what is the nature of of the music or as I'm saying any other art or entertainment.
0: So, so basically, are you also saying that it changes with the evolution of music? Uh, example. Is uh, Elvis Presley, when he first came out, a lot of parents thought it was inappropriate to have the Elvis Presley uh, records. But now, if you look at Elvis Presley records, like, so what? What's the big deal?
1: Um, so exactly. I time okay. <laughs> so that's
0: interesting. Well, right. That's interesting. So,
1: right. like, like, even like 10 years ago when I was in college in like the late 90s and early 2000s, I would be sharing with friends about like, For example, like, you had, like, Marilyn Manson was, like, the big, like, controversial figure of the time. Yet, what was really interesting was I remember watching Behind the Music on Alice Cooper and basically finding that most of the stuff that Alice Cooper did in the 70s, which was considered controversial at the time, is tame now. And that Marilyn Manson was basically doing... Being like the next Alice Cooper, basically doing, basically being this controversial figure with a self-named band, taking a female name and doing the same thing, but making it controversial for that moment.
0: Okay. So, so, so that's what we're dealing. We're dealing with the uh, the time thing Maybe, um, uh, maybe the kids are just getting older.
1: Or or, or that the kids are getting older fast Or that because There's just so much as As I'm saying it's also there's just so much Content out there that That people devote less time Of their life to listen to it Like I was sharing with you like I remember when I was a kid And we had the Sunday newspaper And And we would have that They would go to the pool maybe on a nice summer day, but it's, you had what was on TV, you had what was on the radio, but in turn, but that newspaper got read a lot more than it does today, especially the Sunday right. paper, which is always the most popular one, because like, everyone was off from work, every, off from school, to the fact where these days, I still get the newspaper on weekends, I may skim through it, but it's not but it doesn't capture my attention because because it's competing with a lot of things that are available right now, whether it's for free or for pay on the internet. Okay. Or even TV, like like there are games on TV. There's sports. There's movies. There's Netflix where you can watch so many hundreds of movies at a sat right now. To the point right. where it's also it's also the thing is it's like as as things become cheaper and become things where where the children where the people who don't actually own the house or even own the TV can subscribe to things online. That it's like the power has gone to the individual user rather than even the head of household. Right. Well, um, speaking of movie uh,
0: and musical kids movies, Cars was coming. Uh, cars two. And, yeah. Uh, I know the Cars. They sing a lot in the movies and stuff. But it, it brings me back to I was listening to a guy who said he went to the premiere of Cars two, and he was very upset because they took away his cell. Uh, they wanted his cell phone. They wanted his wallet, his license, his social security number, and it was like wow. A big TV, like, And he got very upset because he's done a lot of these things, a lot of these different, it was the car's game, a video game. And I guess they didn't want anybody to take any pictures. So he refused to go in there because there's so much secrecy. like CIA. You
1: know, you you couldn't bring your phone. You you couldn't bring your, you couldn't do anything. I I I think it's just a matter of because things leak out on the Internet so much to the fact where, and you say that might have been a spoiler or might have been a surprise when people finally thought don't have it. Like I mean that's the thing with piracy. People want what's next right now. And there are so many people there's so many people, whether it's good or bad, working to to basically get rid of the windows and and are not motivated by the money that the studio is gonna make for selling the product. Or not, right? But, but the thing that uh, I keep on hmm. saying about Cars Two is Cars Two is a cartoon. <laughs> even though okay. I mean, even though I know it's Pixar computer animation, I don't think it's necessarily considered cartoons. But I just like saying that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, it's a, it's a lot of good music, kids' music on um, the soundtrack, and I just wanted to bring that up and be a great. Uh, kind of a costume,
1: musical thing to see, and it's, it's going to be huge, Cards, so Cars is going to be a very big movie, I'm sure, next weekend. They've got it released in 2D and 3D, and it's going to be, it's definitely a big movie because it's a, I mean, it's a Pixar movie, and I'm, although I'm excited for next year's Pixar movie, which is called Brave, which is actually going to be their first non-sequel in, I think, four years.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But that's all right. So, so Jay, we are running out of time. What is your treasure dot net? Um, today my treasure
0: dot net is health, and uh, you can't do anything without your health. And I'm wishing all the people in the world, everybody listening to our show, good health. All our comrades and business partners, their parents, good health. And uh, that's my treasure. Good health to everyone.
1: Wow. My my treasure is my laundry. My laundry is done. My clothes are clean. I'm I'm just very grateful that I'm able to have find the time in my life to just take care of myself, whether it's washing my clothes or exercising or going to the doctor that I'm just I'm just grateful for what it is, and also another thing, Jay, is this Sunday. Everyone, remember it's Father's Day, and hey, and uh, it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Jay. Thank you very much. And another tie. You, uh, <laughs> a leather tie. You know what? You know what? I see it. It's that. It's that. Um, that black and silver. Welcome back, Oakland Raiders tie. That's what. it is. <laughs> Yeah, we got to ask. That's funny. All right, we're We're running out. So, Jay, it's been a great show. Thank you to Andrew Kaplan and Mike Traynor. And and we will will see you next week, same time, 3 p.m. in New York, 12 noon on the West Coast, and other fun stuff like that. So thank you, and thank you. And I'll say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.